Yeah. I, I've noticed too recently when like with the offers that I have had that have been accepted, that clients are much more willing to go into a, they just want a fixed payment. Like they don't care if the rate's higher. I know it's four and a half or five or whatever it is. Yeah. They just want a fixed payment that they don't have to think about. Like they want to just sit yeah. and forget it. And I feel like in the past few years, people have been willing to take on a bit of that risk, knowing that they're going to get a better, lower rate if they went variable. Now it's like not only are you getting a higher rate, but you also have to worry about these potential increases and so on. So people are saying, just lock me in. Like, I don't care if it's five years, three years, like just lock me in. So I don't have to think about my payments changing. You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate today. Woo! Hello. The band is back together. Ah, ah. Going through We're puberty. Ah, the band is back together. Uh, welcome, everyone, to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast. My name is Paul Stevenson. I'm here with Greg Campbell. I'm here with David hello, Warren. Hello. And we have a guest coming in shortly for a short amount of time. <laughs> a short a short guest for a short time in a short period. How are you guys doing? How was right. the weekend? Uh, weekend was was great. I actually uh, visited some properties and submitted an offer yesterday, which was good. Mm-hmm. So that that was exciting with some people that have been looking for a while from the show. From yeah, the there's show. been a lot more. I, I've had last year, I feel like I ended the year like a record number of pre-approvals. Uh, just as we said, people waiting to see where the market shifted. And uh, first few weeks has been a lot of people actually uh, firing. They're firing. So it's good to see. Pulling the trigger. Yeah. Speaking of pulling the trigger, um, you know, let's... Uh, Let's just jump right. We're we jumping right into this. Is that what's happening here? Let's do it. Let's go. Okay, I'll. I'll, I'll uh, I can't I'll, speak I'll either right now. Context here, Man. so people, so people know what we're talking about. So we've been talking about multiple offers coming back a bit um, this week. There was actually way more from what I personally know than I was kind of expecting. Uh, I'm sure that we're not the only ones involved, but um, my uh, my partner, work colleague Luke Americ, was actually involved with one with um a, b- a buyer who we who found us through the show um and they won they, there was I, I believe four offers on this property and uh anyways i'm gonna leave it at that I'm, well, let's bring in luca and have him tell the story so that everyone can uh, get a first uh you know first what's the word i'm looking for I'm just, <laughs> holy cow um yeah, yeah so uh the client that we got uh, came through the podcast um Super easy to work with. Um, Mortgage and kind of worked with uh, Paul in the beginning, um, and then she was kind of handling her, her her buying. Kind of was happening in the West End, so I was helping her with all of that. And uh, last week, we offered a property out in Kentville. Um, started at uh, just our offer, went to two offers, and uh, the next morning before the offer presentation, uh, we were actually up to five offers. And um, we ended up revising our initial offer three times um, as additional offers kind of came in, um, you know, with kind of increased demand on the um, on the market now for some of these properties that are priced in the um, four to six hundred thousand dollar range. We've been seeing a lot more um, competition, and actually, the previous week um, we had a, another client um, for property on Alta Vista but actually went up to uh, 15 offers in two days as well. So seeing uh, just an overall increase in uh, buyers, I think slowly starting to come out of the woodwork. Yeah, and, and you uh, you won, which was great. 
it's not not closed yet so we won't uh we won't talk about that but uh you won out of five offers and uh i think everybody should know like you know what we mentioned last week was that you know we're going to start seeing some multiple offers again but the price jumps won't be as high so that's safe to say it was the same in in your situation right like you came up but it wasn't uh like anywhere near 50 or 100,000 or anything like that. No, nowhere near 100,000 like we were seeing um, last year, but um, definitely starting to see increased competition in the market. And uh, a little bit of a funny story actually with that one. I was uh, <clears throat> before last revision, uh, I, uh, I kind of revised, submitted our, our top offer and uh, started doing my workout. And uh, we ended up re-revising one more time um, so I paused my workout, ran down to the change room, and uh, there's a couple of people probably wondering what the hell I was doing. But uh, took my computer out, gym clothes, right in the locker room, and uh, revised and resubmitted the offer. And I think uh, that little bit extra that we added on with the last revision is uh, what kind of helped us get what the win. So uh, that was pretty cool. Anytime you see someone on a laptop in a weird place, they're a realtor. You know, someone's on a roller coaster and they're just they're just there. Tickling the ivory, they're, they're submitting an offer. <laughs> We've all seen it. We know it. Yeah. The, Lucas, the, pla like, yes, eh? the place uh, <clears throat> that they were offering on, was it anything unique with this property? Was it just priced well? What what, what were you seeing as far as why? Um, I, I would just say the stuff that's priced well. Um, we kind of gotten, we kind of offered in a couple other things that were overpriced and we kind of offered what market value was, but a couple of sellers I think are still kind of stuck to where the market was, you know, like nine months ago last year. Mm -hmm. um, but the properties that I've seen that are going pretty quickly um, and in multiple offers are typically priced very well. Um, so the agent on the other side actually, uh, it kind of sometimes it's the client, right, that kind of forces us to put the price higher. Um, but when you kind of have a really good conversation with them, well-priced properties I'm finding are the ones that are going into multiples. That was kind of similar to the property in Alta Vista. Like that one, they kind of knew they underpriced. Um, and that one I think ended up selling 50 over asking no yeah. conditions within uh, within two days but that's exactly where it kind of Greg and I thought it would uh, yeah and, and, and to be clear uh, just for everybody listening that the one that you just did sold in multiples but with all conditions yeah yeah which is great that's a that's great like that's how it should mm -hmm. be you know the money was one thing but they understood that they were going to have they, everybody had conditions for now yeah. but that one in alta vista I, I would imagine those conditions started yeah. to dwindle as it as you get to the yeah, 15th so offer yeah 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 that sure. one the one in alta vista went unconditional um but i mean that one was about fifty thousand dollars under market value so i think people knew you know even if it needed some work or whatever else um just based on what it was priced at but you know people i think priced that in um on that one and i mean it was priced significantly below market value so i think people were okay taking that risk but um, this property was significantly older um that we got conditions in on and um need, needs a little bit more work than uh, i would say the one alta vista did i think that strategy is called the 2022 no listing it under <laughs> market value <laughs> for multiple yeah we're gonna pull the 2022 here on them yeah cool okay that's awesome well, well, glad you uh, glad you won it, and I guess uh, you got to go do a home inspection on it. <clears throat> yeah, I got to head out here in about uh, ten minutes or so to uh, get out there to uh, to get that inspection done, and then uh, hopefully get a good good update for you guys uh, that we firm up later yeah. this week. So. Yeah, we'll talk about that next week. 
All right, cool. Well, thanks, Luca, for uh, thanks, Luca, for being here. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, guys. And, and letting us know what's really going on. What's really going on? <laughs> <laughs> All right, later, later guys. Thanks, man. So, Greg, have we seen listings increase in January? Like, like a, is there a larger number of of uh, listings? Because I'm thinking like multiples is also probably because there's not as much supply right now, which usually will increase come February, March. April. Yeah, there's a lot more listings out. Um, let me just. Like as of right now, I mean, more listings and more rental listings or everything. Like, I mean, in Orleans alone, mm -hmm. we've got, uh, I'm just looking at the graph right now. We've got about, um, uh, you know, we've got about 45 in the last seven days. It's a lot. So yeah. the listings are coming out. So does that mean it's going to turn into a buyer's market? Because we're still not in, a, in an actual buyer's market. It's, mm -hmm. it's balanced. Um, but, um, you know, with the nice, with new properties coming out and the buyers coming out, you know, it's just going to, it's just going to be good. I think for everybody, everybody will win as long as the price is right. You know, I still have some listed that, um, you know, got caught in that end of last year mix where, uh, it should have sold, but it didn't. So we're, uh, we're working on those and hopefully, uh, we're getting a little bit more activity. So hopefully those will be sold soon, but yeah. You want to get into the Barhaven stats here, boys? Why sure. not? <laughs> Let's sure. Why not? <clears throat> hey, everyone. My name is Greg Campbell, and I have the statistics for uh, Barhaven. <laughs> for the last, for four weeks ending January 22nd. So this is, again, similar to last week's Orleans thing. It's very telling on where the market is headed and uh, where it's going, I think. Um, detached homes in Barhaven, we have 55 active, 61 days on market average, average list price of 885,000, four conditionally sold in the last, uh, seven days, 123 days on market average and, uh, 916,000 was the average list price. There was a big one in there over a million that was on for a while that kind of, uh, you know, made that days on market number very high and 123 uh, and up to 916. Yeah, it's, it's a lot, yeah. uh, and sold, we had 12 sold. Averaging 97 days on market at an average list price or an average sold price, sorry, of 885,000. So the same sold price is the average as the active listings for detached homes in Barhaven right now. Last year, at the same time, 24 had sold, 20 days on market average, and the price was 960,000. That was the average. So we're down <clears throat> substantially. We're down just, uh, what, 75,000 um, sold in. Barhaven detached homes year over year for now. That's that's 2022, right? Sold in 2022. Uh, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. You're right. You're right. I have the uh, number wrong in the. Well, um, I just, yeah, I want to make sure it's a typo and not the incorrect. Yeah, statistic. it is. It is a typo. Sorry about that. Thanks for uh, seeing that, Paul. I'll change it before I post this up. Um, you're good for that, Paul. Always keeping me in check here. All right. Mm -hmm. Monthly for uh, Barhaven Town Semis, 58 active, 74 days on market, average list price of 625,000, seven conditionally sold, 29 days on market average, and the average price of 548,000. That's a big drop. Those are moving. Sold, 23 sold, 54 days on market average, and an average price of 567,000. So last year, 14 had sold. So we actually had more sold this year versus the same time last year, which I thought was interesting. And it was last year was only five days on market at an average price of 681,000. So that's a hundred thousand more same time last year for townhomes, 
that how, was a hot market many, last how many year. Less, everybody remembers it. Sorry, uh, you know, I'm sure you don't have the number, but I wonder how many less listings there were. Like there might have only been 14 listings. Ooh, that's a good. Right? Uh, yeah, that's an interesting less listings total. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be an interesting stat to have actually. <clears throat> um, condos. 11 active, 98 days on market, 445,000 average list price, conditionally sold four, averaging 45 days on market at a price of 402,000. And check this out, three sold, 42 days on market at an average price of 325,000. Clearly, you know, and I do this very as it is, I don't really adjust, you know, if I don't feel that I need to. So, you know, one of those three was obviously a lower level um, condo at a very reasonable price. Um, so I don't know that 325 is accurate of the market for condos in Barhaven exactly, but that's the number for the last four weeks. And in 2022, 10 had sold at the same time, five days on market, the average price of 469,000. So this is interesting to me because this, for Barhaven, this kind of changes the way that the condo market looks overall for Ottawa, because we know it's, it has increased. So I, uh, I'm anxious to see this again in four weeks and see if it's gone down, if it's like balanced out or if it's coming closer to that 469, because based on these numbers, it doesn't look like it's going to do that, you know? Yeah, and looks like and last, last year, January, February of 2022 were the busiest months for the year. Mm -hmm. um, so I would imagine that, that delta between like January and February this year uh, and those sale prices will probably be They'll be the biggest drastic. yeah yeah and then and then they'll and then it'll kind of shrink is my guess but um yeah because i think february last year was like a 17 percent gain or something yeah like february that. february was insane mm -hmm. last year that was mm -hmm. the crazy month um yeah. and then i got we got rentals here this always blows my mind 136 active rentals right now in barhaven averaging 54 days on market at an average price of 2500 none conditionally uh, sold or conditionally rented, I should say. 86 were rented. Oh, another typo there. Gosh. 86 were rented, 38 days on market average, average price of 2300 So we got a $200 difference from the average rented price versus what's active. And in 2022, same time, we had 59 rented, 32 days on market at an average price of 2140 hmm. So we're still up versus last year, which we knew that because that happened starting last summer. But um, the price is like a, that's a big jump, 2,500 to 2,300 in the average price, you know? So these numbers, again, what does that mean for investors that bought a single property to, you know, be a landlord, have an investment property, and how much are they losing uh, throughout the year based on what they paid for it and what they're able to rent it for? And how long are they willing to let those losses run for, right? Mm. Yeah. I think that's going to be telling if those if people re-sign those leases, still realize they're in the hole, you know, a couple hundred bucks and, and possibly then start offloading um, those properties too and have a flood of the, that same property type back to the market. Yeah, like the amount of rentals, like I've never seen anything like it. They just keep coming out. Mm -hmm. Well, I think this, this uh, we're now, we're Monday, leasing Tuesday. The um, I think one thing that'll be interesting is Wednesday's rate announcement by the Bank of Canada, mm -hmm. um, which I think will have you know could have a significant impact on the market. Um, it's you know, there's uh, 
are like the Globe Mail this morning talking, you know, there's talk that they're kind of been expecting a quarter point raise on Wednesday. However, RBC even said they've kind of left it open from anything from not making any changes to all the way up to a half point. Um, but most assuming a quarter point. Um, but I think that'll be that'll be telling whether it be either zero or a quarter point. Even at a quarter point, it's slowed. It's slowing down from what it was, which kind of I think will instill some confidence. If there's zero rise um, in the overnight rate, I think that will be an interesting to hear what they have to say to kind of set the table for the rest of the year uh, as far as you know what that their plans will be for the Bank of Canada, how they uh, how they see the um, latest employment numbers and, and last week's drop of inflation by half a percent, kind of what their messaging is for the upcoming year um because that'll i think whatever that ends up being will play a big impact into uh the housing market and businesses spending plans and employment plans and all that and on average if it drops setting the tone exactly on average if like if it drops if it drops a quarter point what does that look like in terms of actual money on a on a property purchase like if a a home's if you're approved for five hundred thousand, and then they drops another quarter point, where does that put you in your approval, approximately? Yeah, I think it's I think it's on a uh, like change in in a quarter point on a on a mortgage. I think was it it's like I think it's uh what's it? I want to say it's I think it's dependent. <laughs> I'm so I'm trying to remember the math right now off the top of my head. I don't know if you know Paul. Um, well, payment wise, I think it's like twenty bucks for every quarter point, give or take. But again, it depends on the mortgage size. But going back to your question about the pre-approval, Greg, it also depends. Like right now, most people, as far as like maximizing their qualifying, they're looking at fixed because the fixed rates are lower mm-hmm. than the variable right now. So right. Uh, right. So if it goes down a quarter point on the variable, it'll probably increase your buying power by twenty-five to 40000 mm-hmm. maybe, give or take. Mm-hmm. Decrease, you mean? Well, you said if it decreased a quarter point. So I'm saying yeah. if it... In- oh, if sorry. It- uh, no, sorry. If it increases it a quarter increased. point. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah it so increases- it'll, probably, it'll probably decrease by, I would say, like anywhere from twenty to 30,000 if I had to guess off the top of my head. Okay. Okay. So, that, so that's interesting because you, yeah. it makes a big difference and everybody's shopping still and everyone's kind of getting used to the rates, but that's significant uh, to the market. So now the, the, the interesting thing to see will be how much does that affect house prices? You know, mm-hmm. does it affect them at all or does it stay where they are because the buyers are back out and there will be buyers with more purchase power than some others. So maybe I some mean, of these people are just going to be. Prices have basically, prices have basically come down um, almost lockstep with the rate increases and, and what that um, ability for qualifying is. So as the Bank of Canada has raised rates um, over the past year, um, that what i mean really you're looking at those people that were buying were buying up what their max qualifying was so you're basically as that those rates came up and the max of what people were qualified for is basically in tune with what the markets mm-hmm. come down that 100 to 150,000 um because they just with all the rate increases they they qualify for 150,000 less as a general population um it's been virtually kind of in uh in step with one another uh this past year so i think if I think really just right now, it's it's more so in the confidence standpoint, not necessarily at least in the auto market from a qualifying. Um, again, we've kind of we spoke about it so many times of auto having such a strong employment market. 
um, and strong household incomes that I think it's more so the confidence of is, are the rates go, are they going to keep increasing? Are they bottoming out? Are, you know, and just the timing people psychologically timing, you know, whether we're at the bottom for price decreases or not. And so I think mm-hmm. that it's really just the psychology around that. I think in Ottawa, it's not necessarily a qualifying perspective from a qualifying perspective. It's just in that confidence of good point. Are we done with rate increases? And is this the bottom for prices? Um, you, you know, we'll never be able, it's pretty hard to time exactly the, you know, exact bottom for prices. Um, mm-hmm. But I think with the rates, at least, um, if they don't make any change or make a minor change and basically say they're putting a halt on it for a while, then that'll certainly breed confidence from those buyers that mm-hmm. um, win for. Well, and from what I'm reading, it looks like that's what's going to happen. But I mean, mm-hmm. it could change at any time, you know? Yeah. I, I've noticed too recently when, like, with the offers that I have had that have been accepted, that clients are much more willing to go into a, they just want a fixed payment. Like, they don't care if the rate's higher. I know it's four and a half or five or whatever it is. Yeah. They just want a fixed payment that they don't have to think about. Like they want to just sit yeah. it and forget it. And I feel like in the past few years, people have been willing to take on a bit of that risk, knowing that they're going to get a better, lower rate if they went variable. Now it's like, not only are you getting a higher rate, but you also have to worry about these potential increases and so on. So people are saying, just lock me in. Like, I'll, I don't care if it's five mm-hmm. years, three years, like just lock me in. So I don't have to think about my payment changing. Mm-hmm. That, that, yeah, I've exactly. seen that more than more recently than in the past few years. Like people seem way sure. less interested in any sort of like volatility to their payment. Yeah. Yeah. No Fluctuation idea. to their payment. Fluctuation. I know what you meant. I <laughs> yeah. knew what you meant. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Still my first. Um, <clears throat> um, right. We were talking about this kind of, oh, sorry, Greg. You've... No, no, no. Go, go ahead. No. Go ahead. I was going to say, um, we saw an interesting, uh, this was talked about in, I think, August or September of last year, but uh, now going to be coming out that the, uh, the government's going to be offering a tax credit of up to 7,500, up to 7,500. So maxing out at 50,000. It's a 15% tax credit uh, for additional uh, dwellings. So like in-law suites, things of that nature uh, on your primary residence. Uh, and the plan, I think, is to allow like multi-generational families. Greg, you've been talking about this, people buying, you know, mm-hmm. as, a, as, a, as a collective, um, but allowing you to basically add a, a, an additional dwelling unit to your property uh, and get a little, small little tax credit, a little 15% tax credit. Uh, and we were, we were talking about that over the weekend. What, do you guys think this will, will help families? Do you think it's, it's smoke and mirrors? Like, what, how do you feel about uh, this uh, potential credit? I mean, it's solely for um, family. So it's, it's to have a parent, a sibling, cousin, like blood relative kind of thing. Um, so it's not for anyone building a, a secondary unit for mm-hmm. rental income purposes. For family, um, yes. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's going to change exactly. anything. It's not, nobody's going to exactly. decide to add a, you know, to add a hundred thousand dollars secondary suite because now they'll get 7,500 back yes. um, as a max like for the cost of construction, if somebody was going to do it, they would just do it. This is, you know, I think this 7,500 is great if you're already planning on doing it, but I don't think it's going to drive people in, mm-hmm. in that regard. But are there conditions associated with it? I haven't read too far into it, but is there any sort of, you know, you have to have this, you have to have that, or, um, or is it just yeah, a straight, you know, you show, it, the, I mean, show the bills? It, basically that, no, I mean, just that they, <clears throat> like that it's for immediate family members or, uh, parents over 65 who are living with a disability, um, that the 
that has to be inhabited for um, within 12 months of renovations being completed. So definitely a lot of, uh, you know, time there given. Um, and the, like, you know, appliances and some things like that don't qualify for the uh, tax credit because those can be removed basically. Um, but, uh, but other than that, it's pretty, seems to be pretty straightforward. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't yeah. think, I mean, like I said, I think it's, I think for those, it's going to be great. Like, you know, as far as that, they're already planning on doing it. I just don't think it's going to move the needle and get people to, to put one in. Um, if you need, if you need a secondary suite, cause you have family moving in, you're going to, you're going to just going to do it. Yes. And probably not even know that this exists to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. It's just another, uh, another great move from our <laughs> federal government. Uh, <laughs> yeah, putting in all I, these well, things the, that uh, to, to to make to make us think that they're really trying to make a difference here. I don't know. I find it just to be one other one of those useless little tools, like uh, like the vacancy tax and the um, foreign first time homebuyer incentive. Foreign, yeah, just all this stuff is just wild. Like, there's way way more. There's much better things they could be doing. I, I think um, the challenge that they have in the uh, with it doesn't matter who's in government is that the a lot of the policies are are being written and derived from somebody that doesn't have a finger on the pulse in that specific um field so i know you know in the finance in the minister minister finances department it's you know they don't have a real estate expert or they don't have a pharmaceutical expert or you know health expert that are that are helping to drive these policies a lot of times it's just you know for what what the hot topic is we saw that uh, especially the last couple of years through the pandemic with housing, because it's been such an issue. But um, I think they, a lot in a lot of cases, you know, just are rushing to try to throw something out there for um, for votes or or you know without really putting through thought of whether it's going to have what sort of impact um, can be made. I think there's other ways of doing that uh, of driving people to um, have multi generational homes, but I don't think a uh, this a credit like this is really going to drive it in my opinion but well as we all know the the budget will balance itself it'll it'll figure itself out eventually uh <laughs> with with uh, increased taxes and so on um but yeah no i agree i think um like i know for the secondary suite um like it does have to actually be uh, it has to be uh, a self-contained housing unit it has to include a separate entrance bathroom kitchen sleeping area uh, and I know the the home being renovated must be in, inhabited or reasonably expected to be inhabited within 12 months after the renovation. So as you said, Dave, like if, if I have my parent who has to move into my house, like I'm, I'm doing this regardless, I'm not even really considering the up to $7,500 that I may get back. Um, but you know, it might help some people and that's, what's important. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it does get used by some and, and maybe, uh, for some that, that can, uh, have their parents their parents move in now or, or build this and, and it actually does benefit them. But I think the, I think it'll, the stats down the road will be interesting to see what the, how many people or what the uptick in usage is. Anyways, who knows? So. Greg, Greg, I know you, uh, you mentioned that we were going to have a, a guest next week. Uh, it was an agent from somewhere else in Canada, correct? Can you just yeah. uh, maybe expand on that and let us know what to, uh, what to expect? Yeah, his name's Steve Bailey, and he's one of the um, <clears throat> owners, partner at um, at the agency in, uh, excuse me, Brantford, uh, Waterloo, Oakville, and Muskoka. So I think 
he's been in the business a long time and I think he's, he'd be a good voice to have on the show just to kind of talk about those markets and how, what they're seeing in Ontario. So we can just have a little bit more information for our listeners about, um, you know, what else is going on. Um, I know that I'm interested in having him on, especially because he knows those four markets very well. Mm-hmm. It'll be, uh, it'll be good to have. Yeah. yeah it'd be interesting to see the contrast. Uh, uh, hopefully if, if possible, it would be good to have maybe you provide similar to the stats you did for Barhaven, maybe have Ottawa stats and then have him on a contrast a general provide like Brantford for or something sure. like that, just so we can see what the different markets look like comparatively. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll do an Ottawa stat. I'll do a general kind of core stat. Um, I did want to say one thing. Here. Great planning session before. For yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, to, what to expect? Before I, before I forget, I wanted to say that... Um, I, uh, I won a multiple offer rental deal this week. Really? I forgot to, to mention that. Yeah. We, we had to come up. We got it done. And my clients were solid gold. And this guy was just turning down everyone. And mm-hmm. um, anyways, we upped our, our uh, monthly by 50 bucks. And, and we got it. And these guys were like t- government employees, full-time, pension, uh, like credit scores of like 800 and it was still like, well, mm. my guy's not sure we had a pet. So the pet was like, a. Mm. we had to get like this solid locked in pet clause. I've never seen anything like it. I think I'll, I'll <laughs> I'm going to read it on the show at one point, but it's, it was crazy. What it kind was, of pet? Uh, like just a normal dog cat? It's or a, nine, like a nine-year-old snake? dog that sleeps all day apparently, but this guy was just not having it. But anyways, because their file was so strong, he, uh, we beat out another, another family for it. So, uh, anyways, yeah, stuff happening people like just, uh, you know, make sure you're having conversations daily with your pros and not just reading the headlines. Cause I was reading some headlines this morning and I was like, man, if everyone was just reading this and nothing else, no one would do anything. They wouldn't leave their house. They would just (laughs) be like, Oh my God, it's Canada. We're We're done. (laughs) <laughs> we're done for this media frenzy of bad news it's crazy man you know well should we get into some good news and uh, get some get some uh some mood boosts? mood boosts absolutely yeah i should mention before getting into the boosts that uh voting is still open for the faces magazine awards uh we are still yes. nominated as a uh, podcast of the year and all that nomination yet no they haven't surprisingly <laughs> i don't know what they're thinking but we're there uh <laughs> And, uh, and if you're listening and you haven't already, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, we do post more content on there, uh, shorts and things like that as well. So a uh, good place to follow. Uh, but yeah, if you go to faces, I think it's faces.ca slash awards, you can vote once per day. And I think voting ends beginning of February. That's my plug. Wow. Voting ends beginning of February. I haven't posted that yet. I'm going to post it right now. I don't know if you can hear that. Ch- there's like the sound of chickens outside. There's this... Uh, basically this um endangered bird called a guacharaca and uh it looks like a like a turkey basically but they're huge and they make the most hideous sound uh they wake me up every morning <laughs> it's every morning <laughs> they might be more endangered by the time i leave uh, february february 15th the uh february 15th the voting ends okay so i got okay, four perfect. today for mood boost number one have you heard about the pregnant bed bug? She's going to have her baby in the spring. 
make people mm-hmm. hopeful of warmer weather, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, number two, what did the cross-eyed teacher say? I just can't control my pupils. Oh. Wow. Number, th- <laughs> number three, what kind of whiskey does a bunny drink? Hopscotch. Mm. Hopscotch. Mm. Funny story, actually. I saw someone use the jump to conclusions mat on Twitter the other day, and I thought it was hilarious. Oh, yeah, amazing. I don't know. It just made me think of it, yeah. Amazing. I love it. Uh, shout out to Office Space. Uh, number yeah. four, last but not least, I'm thinking of becoming a hitman. I heard they make a killing. Mm. That's it. Uh, funny story. I actually, I actually had a client this week that I talked to. We were going through a, a pre-approval and he said he actually hasn't listened much to the show, but he fast forwards to the end of the show to hear the mood boost. So he's the one, <laughs> the one we're doing it for. One in a million. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. so we'll be back next week. Uh, it'll be our last show in January. We'll see what happens with the rates this week on Wednesday, as Dave mentioned. Uh, I imagine, as Dave said, I think it's probably going to go up a quarter point and then we'll hold. But, but, you know, predictions have been wrong in the past with rates. Who knows? It might go up 1%. It might go down to who like, we have no idea. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, holding or, or going up a quarter percent is where it should be. And uh, we'll be back next week to talk all about it. We'll have Greg's realtor partner on uh, from Southern Ontario. And we'll see what's going on down there. And thank you to everyone listening. Cast your votes. Share with a friend. Subscribe. Yeah, <laughs> and li- and listen, I, I want to say that if anyone listening wants like statistics on your specific neighborhood, just reach out. Let me know because I'll, I'll get it to you. I love looking at the numbers and seeing where it's at. So just uh, holler at me anytime. And uh, numbers guy, uh, link you got the info. I'll I'll have that for you within you know. He's always been known hours. as the numbers guy. Yeah, am I? <laughs> yeah. Okay, on that All note, right, guys. Breakthrough <laughs> time. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe because we'd really like that.